to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Today, I want to talk about the tool that guides pretty much everything that I do in my business, my life, and my coaching. It's called the Self-Coaching Model, and it was created and popularized by Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School. It is so simple and also so powerful. I love it for this reason. And the results people consistently create with it are what convinced me to get certified in this tool specifically. I don't need to teach my clients 50 different acronyms for every situation they encounter at work. All these, wait, what should I do in this situation? How do I, what's the little tool that I use here? Instead, I teach them to use this one tool in 50 different ways, and it's beautiful. Additionally, this model is consistent with the teachings of psychology, philosophy, neuroscience, and human nature over the centuries. You can go out and read the teachings of the Stoics and feel as at home as you do with using the model today in your modern life. Essentially, the model is a simple way to break down the elements of everything in your life and work. It helps you build self-awareness and see how all things in your life are connected. It also puts a lot of control into your hands so you are not a victim to the world around you. So let's dive into what this self-coaching model actually is, how it works, and how to use it to create what you want. First, what is the model? The self-coaching model has five simple components. In fact, I want you to write these five words in a column down the left side of a sheet of paper as we go so that you can kind of map things out as I walk through this and see how it kind of works out. And this is what we always do. We write it out so you can visually see it. But the five components are circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. At the highest level, circumstances happen in the world. They are neutral. You have thoughts about the circumstances and those thoughts create feelings in your body. Those feelings then drive you to act or not act. And those actions that you take lead to creating a result. So that's the high level. I write it down the left side of a piece of paper because then you can fill in what is your specific circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result, and you can see how they flow through and lead to each other. Now for more detail, circumstances. Those are neutral basic facts in the world. Things that everyone would agree on, or maybe you could prove in a court of law. So it wouldn't be things like, he's mean, she's ugly, I'm not successful. Those types of things aren't circumstances. Circumstances are things like, you have a savings account balance of $1,000 today, or 20 of your clients have paid for their services this month. Or you have five specific work tasks on your to-do list today. You want to keep it simple and specific and address one thing at a time when we're talking through a model. And this, this circumstance line could also include a goal that you want to create. Like I am working on losing 20 pounds or I want to lose 20 pounds. So then the next line is thoughts. Thoughts are sentences in your brain. You could also call them opinions, beliefs, ideas words of that nature. Basically, thoughts are the things that you think and say to yourself, whether they're conscious or not. For the purpose of your models, you want to keep it to one statement. And if it's a question, you want to answer the question. Just little tips there. For example, 
using the circumstances I just described, you likely had a thought in response. When I said you have $1,000 in the bank, you might think that's way too little. If 20 clients have paid you so far this month, that could be excellent news or terrible news for you. And regarding the five tasks on your list, you might think there's no way you have enough time to complete those tasks today, or you might think it's super easy. Then we come to feelings or emotions. When you think a thought, it creates a chemical reaction or vibration in your body. We avoid a lot of things because we don't want to feel a feeling, and a feeling is what makes you do anything. So as you do models for the things on your mind, really let yourself feel the emotion in your body. Where do you feel it? What does it feel like? Is it a tight chest, a stomach pit, a headache, etc.? If you can give it a word that's more descriptive than good or bad, that can be helpful, but it's also not necessary. Essentially, you want to just come up with one word or two that describes the feeling that you have. So it could be, I feel overwhelmed, I feel stressed, I feel happy, I feel relieved, words like that. Or you could describe how it feels in your body. So if we continue with the circumstances and thoughts that we've done so far, If your thought for $1,000 in the bank was, that's not much money, maybe you felt something like nervous or anxious. If your thought about the 20 clients was that it's nowhere near enough, you might feel worried or deflated. And when you're thinking you don't have time for your five work tasks, you might feel overwhelmed. You may have completely different feelings than what I just described. I'm just giving these as examples to help demonstrate where your brain could go. And so you can see how this works in action. So saying the word action, that's the next line of the model. The feelings that you have fuel your actions. It's simply what you do or don't do in response to the specific feeling you have. It can be an action, reaction, or non-action. The action line of the model is where we humans tend to focus most of our efforts and our past approaches to self-help. In fact, most things... Anything that you want to try to do tends to focus on what should you do as opposed to looking at your thoughts and feelings. So it's interesting to see kind of how all that fits in. When you are looking at your thoughts and your feelings, what actions are you inspired to do or not do? Some sample actions are overthinking, stalling, procrastinating, creating. Some of them are productive. Some of them aren't. We're not here to judge. We're just here to identify them. So continuing with our examples, when you felt nervous or anxious about your bank balance, you might check your bank balance repeatedly, catastrophize about what could happen with that balance and all the bad things that are going to happen. You might distract yourself from the anxiety with a snack or do a lot of worrying actions and not a lot of things in the way of changing the balance or doing something productive. You might even do some shopping, put some purchases on a credit card because you're denying that feeling of nervous about the money that you have in the bank. If 20 clients isn't as many as should have paid yet, you might start calling clients in a panic, badgering them for money. Maybe you'll start spinning out because you don't have more clients to pay you this month and you really needed 50 clients, but you've actually only got 20 clients and you're stressed about that. Then you start spinning out thinking about how you must suck at business and no one wants to work with you and what's wrong with what you're doing. Maybe you need to change careers, industry, jobs, etc. And while thinking and feeling this way, you aren't actively or effectively marketing, selling, meeting people, signing new clients, or building better relationships with existing clients. Notice all of those are different forms of actions and inactions. And if you're feeling overwhelmed about the five work tasks on your list that you think you can't possibly get done with the time you have, you probably can't commit to getting started somewhere because you don't know where to start. So you don't start anything. 
Maybe you scroll social media, call a friend, take a break, eat a snack, do small tasks that aren't related to the larger goals for the day. And generally, you don't do things that might help you finish one or more of the tasks on your list because you are feeling so overwhelmed, which basically leads to no action. And then the last line of the model is the result line. Ultimately, what you think, feel, and do creates your results. Whether you're aware of your models or not, you are creating your results. It's never actually your circumstance that creates the result. And this feels very frustrating to learn when you've spent years blaming external circumstances for your results, but it is also extremely empowering. The result line is essentially a summary of the whole model, the effect of all the lines above. Because when you think something, you feel something, which fuels your action and something happens as a result of them, right? And it generally proves your thought line true, as in you create what you think or what you think you create, whichever way you want to say it. So wrapping up our examples, go back to the $1,000 in the bank. Your thoughts, feelings, and actions in response to that balance create the result of $1,000 not being enough and the balance not changing. For your 20 clients, it's still too few, and you just confirmed that you still only have those 20 through the actions you take. And for the task list that felt overwhelming and that you believed you didn't have enough time to complete, those actions that you took prove that you don't have the time because the list is still not complete. Kind of fascinating when you watch these play out in your real life and see like, oh my gosh, I really am creating those results. And if you don't see it working out, sometimes it's because we're crossing models and sometimes it's just a lack of awareness, like you need to practice and kind of get more familiar with the tool. But that's the basic way that this tool looks and works. So now let's talk about how you can use it in a little more detail just to kind of hit some of those points. The self-coaching model is a tool to help us build awareness about ourselves. We can use it to manage our minds and our emotions and start to really understand why we do things, why we're getting certain results, how we're approaching things, and that we can control how we react to circumstances. The point of it is not necessarily to change or fix yourself immediately, but simply to see into your mind in a way that you generally don't see. The more you can be aware of the parts of the model, the more you can process and move forward, because using the model puts you in control of your life. It lets you slow down enough to see how each of these pieces is happening for you and where you have choices. We tend to think that circumstances cause our feelings and results. And it's easy to think that way because it's the way we've talked about life for years. And it's pretty much what we're taught since childhood. Like, did Tommy hurt your feelings? No, Tommy said something and I had a thought about what he said. And that thought is what I made it mean. And that's why I'm upset. But we don't talk like that to children. But then we grow up continuing to think that way. And we continue to talk that way in our speech and our conversations, constantly reinforcing that throughout life. It's actually your thoughts about a circumstance that create your results. And this difference, which might seem very small and insignificant, actually holds so much power for all of us. It's what lets us have more control. Most of us actually go through our day barely aware of the thoughts happening in our brains. In fact, some studies say we have like 60,000 thoughts a day, most of which are completely unconscious. The point of using this model is to help us slow down enough to notice some of the thoughts, especially the ones that are impacting us most heavily. We're generally conscious of some of the work we're doing or the things that we're actually doing, but we aren't really noticing the underlying thinking patterns that are happening mostly on autopilot. 
Those underlying thoughts are what make getting things done and creating change difficult. You can't change what you don't see. So our first job is always to pull all of those thoughts to the surface. We have models happening automatically all the time. These are default or unintentional models. And sometimes they serve us just fine. And it's not a problem. Not like we have to change everything we're thinking and doing. But when they are causing us problems, we tend to stay stuck because we don't even see what's happening in our mind. So I suggest spending a few minutes mapping out models in your life, in your work, every day. The more you see it in action, the more you become aware of your patterns and what is creating results. And then you can move on and start to create results that you actually want with intention and on purpose, which leads us into how to use the model to create what you want in your life and in your work. Once you do some of this awareness work that we just talked about, and you have an understanding of how your brain works, you can start to use the model all sorts of ways. You can start a model at any line at any stage of awareness. For example, let's say you're using the model to help you lose weight. You might actually start your awareness at the result line when you notice, oh, whoops, I just ate half a dozen donuts on Friday morning when someone brought them to the office. Then you could figure out your model to understand what you were thinking, feeling, and doing in response to the circumstance of free donuts in the office. My default thought is, sweet, free food, donuts are delicious. I better eat these now while they're still fresh and available. That leads to me overeating oftentimes because there's like a feeling of shortage, lack. I better get this while I can. And I'm not thinking with my higher brain. But when you can see that awareness, then you can be like, oh, I see what I was thinking and feeling. And you can decide what result you want next time and then determine what you want to think, feel and do instead next time. This is how you kind of reverse engineer the results. And then once you know what you need to think and feel and do, you can practice the thought ahead of time so that it'll be easier to follow through with those actions. And what I mean is, let's say you want the result of eating one donut next time, or you want the result of no donuts next time. To me, those are two very different results, and they will require different thoughts and feelings because the action for refraining from eating at all or the action for stopping after one donut, take a different set of thoughts and feelings. It sounds simple, but when you're in the moment and you're encountering all those donuts and you're going against the pattern of thinking that has served you for years, you're going to want to know exactly how you want to behave so that you can really tap into the thought and feeling that lead to that action or behavior. What I'm guessing you've really been waiting for is how to use the model to achieve a goal that you want. And maybe the goal is to eat one donut, but let's say you have a goal for work. I like to put my goal in the result line. Then I start brainstorming all the actions I might have to take to create that result or all the actions that I could take. And I like to make a big list because the more extensive and creative I am, the more my brain's working and thinking of all the possibilities. You don't actually have to do everything on the list, but you want to have all the ideas available to you. Next, decide how you would have to feel to take each action on that list. What would you have to believe to feel that way and take that action? This is why achieving goals is often so hard. You have a goal and you can even identify all the actions that might work, but the believing that they will work for you, that you have the time, that now is the right time, that it's the right goal or the right path or that you have what it takes, all of those ideas don't necessarily occur naturally for you or for me. And it gets in our way and it makes you feel uncertain or fearful or all sorts of things. 
And then you tend to get derailed and put things on hold until you feel more certain, have more time, or find more answers or money or whatever it is that you think is holding you back. Notice having more time, finding answers, having more money, having more certainty. None of those are actual circumstances because you can probably go ahead and do those with or without a specific circumstance. It's really your thoughts. And it is fascinating to watch our brains do this. Mine does it all the time. And I'm always finding things and having to undo them and work through what my brain wants to offer me naturally because of the habits and patterns I've established over my life. The thing is, once you can find the thoughts that you need to believe to create the feelings to take your actions, then your work is simplified. All you have to do is focus on practicing those thoughts until you believe them, or at least until you believe them or can take action with sort of believing them, because that will make you some progress. You don't actually have to have hard evidence or proof that it will work. You don't have to have certainty. And you don't have to find a circumstance that proves your idea or your ability before you can believe a thought. You truly can just choose to believe whatever you want. And that is the magic of creating results with the model. There are no thought police to stop you. And when you believe what you want, you feel what you want. You do what you want, which means you create the results that you want. So I just want to close here with a couple of quick tips for using the model to create results that you want. As I tend to say all the time, ask yourself lots and lots of questions. Recognize that thoughts are not inherently true or untrue. Even if you think they're true, they're really just something that you are choosing to think. And the way you can help yourself is to be like, well, what would so-and-so think about it? And you can think about someone that you respect greatly, and you can think about someone that you don't respect at all, and think, how would they think about this? And notice that they probably have very different thoughts from each other and possibly from you. And it can be the same circumstance for all three of you. And none of you is necessarily right or wrong. You're each going to take actions based on what you believe in that moment. That has helped me greatly to think of it that way. Like, oh, I really don't have to believe this. What would it be like if I didn't believe this? And if you have a thought that doesn't produce the desired result, you can just stop thinking it. Not that that's the simplest thing to do, but just try it on or look for something that you could believe instead that might work for you and see how that works. You truly don't have to believe something just because it's there. And then the other thing is to get curious about why you think or feel certain things, like what you believe is true right now. Why do you think that? And be totally compassionate and calm and patient with yourself because you are allowed to have thoughts that you don't like. Instead of judging yourself or trying to push those thoughts away, you want to actually explore them and notice them and realize that you won't die from thinking the thought or feeling the associated negative feeling. I can't tell you how many thoughts I wish I didn't think and I wish I didn't believe. You know, I have to wait until I'm ready to deal with it. And then usually what dealing with it means is feeling really uncomfortable. And then I move through it and realize, oh, I lived through that too. Okay, we can do this. That is really what all of this is. It's practice. Using the model is simple, but it is most effective when you practice it over and over because it's not always easy to see your model or your brain, and it's not easy to create the models you want. You might be able to create the model out on paper, but actually living into that model, that's the challenge. And that's also where the gold is. That is where you create the things that you want. I would love to hear your thoughts on using the model and what you create with it. Hit me up on social media, send me an email, and I'll talk to you next week. 
Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Find up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com. Oh,